Welcome to the Solidarity Podcast, where we share stories to connect with one another, find comfort in life's challenges, and to celebrate the solidarity that is being a woman. I'm your host, Riley. I'm back with another special episode today, another interview. If you missed the last one with Casey, a self-reliance coach and firearms instructor, be sure to go back and check out episode 15 of season two. It's a great episode. Today, I'm excited to welcome a very dear friend of mine, Lauren of Lauren Rochelle Fitness. Lauren is a Christ follower, fitness student, and a hippie at heart. She seeks to marry the radically divorced world of health and fitness. She's lost 50 pounds so far on her health journey. She's got the sweetest pup, Roxy, and she tells me that she can't fall asleep without her snuggled up on top of her. And she could live on fajitas, which, same girl, same. Lauren's mission is to help women fall in love with mental, physical, and spiritual health. Lauren has long inspired me. We actually met in a funny way. I had met her brother at a homeschool conference in eighth grade and had a major crush on him, and we texted for a while. And one day I texted him, and Lauren replied. They had switched phones or phone numbers, and so I started following her on Instagram, and it's bloomed from there into a beautiful friendship. If you need support when it comes to identifying and crushing your goals or even just having someone in your corner cheering you on and encouraging you on the hard days, and the great ones too, Lauren's your girl. Truly a ray of sunshine, and she has been through it, walked through fire, and God has brought her out on the other side, and it's been beautiful to pray for her and watch her walk through all of this. I really couldn't think of anyone better to have on the show to talk about health and wellness and pursuing a fitness journey. This has been something I have really struggled with and learned a lot about the last couple of years. I'm super careful with who I let influence me in this sphere because it's important that I'm looking to someone who's also looking to Jesus for their sense of self-worth and who understands that we have to look at the body wholly, take our mental health into consideration, and that there's a lot more to taking care of our bodies than just being skinny, and that there is a whole lot more to life than pursuing thinness. I think you're going to love Lauren, her story, and what she has to share today. Join me in welcoming Lauren. Okay, so thank you so much for being here. I'm like so, so excited to do this. I've been wanting to interview you forever. So uh, I would love if you would first just tell me a little bit about yourself, your story, and your incredible faith that I've gotten to like witness firsthand the last Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. Of course. So I grew up in a strong, healthy Christian household. My dad is a pastor that's kind and so intelligent, and my mom is like a Christian granola. Um, I prayed the salvation prayer when I was little, more times than I could count, Um, but I also grew up in a Christian culture, so I never really had to choose obedience or surrender. Um, In high school and out of college, I was seeking human love and approval and financial success and protection. Protection was a huge thing for me. Um, I met a guy who was a police officer yeah. um, and a gym meathead, quickly got married um, to him because I thought he could protect me and love me so well. And a year later, um, he ended up leaving me for someone else. In that, um, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, which is so crazy looking back because in that moment, I was so wrecked. Um, but it set me free yeah. from feeling like I had to look like a good Christian. Um, I felt like I had the power to decide yeah. what I believed and who I wanted to be for the first time in my life. So I started back at square one, throwing out everything that I had been taught and just going to scriptures. I went to the Bible um, and just started reading that and studying that for hours on end instead of listening to uh, mega church pastors or whoever was trending in the Christian yeah. list of books to read at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Um, weirdly, ironically, like in all of that for the first time in my life too, um, I started partying. Um, I was spending hours in the Bible, um, just going back into it and studying the original languages and everything in that, doing word studies, reading books on forgiveness and healing. Um, and then at night doing shots of vodka, um, getting several gas station alcoholic slushies, um, and hitting the bong, um, every night. Um, and as I truly started getting to know God for the first time in my life, in that personal relationship that I had with him, I started to get incredibly convicted. Um, it was a couple months into the whole situation. I was sitting on my bed. It was a summer day, um, without air conditioning. My Bible was open. Um, and I was just talking to Jesus and I knew that he wanted me to toss my vape out. Um, but weed was the only thing that was keeping me at that point in time from having multiple panic attacks a day. Um, it was what kept me um, distracted from the constant pain and anxiety that was going on in my life at the time. 
And I sat there and um, just really wrestled with that and knew that um, he wanted me to toss it out though. So I said, okay, Jesus, you've done so much for me that if I have constant panic attacks all day for the rest of my life, like it's worth it to obey you. Um, and that's when I tossed that out. And that's when it went from, oh, God's cool. Jesus is cool to know like, Jesus is my God and he's my Lord and whatever he says goes. Um, and in that moment, wow. <laughs> yeah, that moment is like when <laughs> my life changed really. Um, wow. I just got like Holy Spirit um, goosebumps is what I call them <laughs> where I have just like, whoa, that's amazing. Yes. Um, he's so, so good. So. I used to sneak out onto rooftops and drink and do edibles and plan parties with friends and hook up with guys and make myself constantly busy, just chase whatever next dopamine hit or rush of adrenaline I could to cover up the fact that in the normal yeah. moments I was unhappy. Um, but I realized with Jesus last week that now my happiest moments are my normal moments and that I don't need to chase adrenaline or dopamine anymore because of the intimacy I have with him. And that's the way that that has been found in my life. Um, it's totally changed how I see my value, feel love, see worth. Um, and my life is just so different now. So that's a little bit about me and my story. Wow, that's Thanks. amazing. Aww. I, I didn't even know like all of that. I feel like this is just, wow, like such a God thing um, that you're here and sharing. And so thank yeah. you so much for um, going there with us. I really appreciate that. So transitioning into that, where you're at now, when did you become interested in health and fitness, like within all of all of yeah. this journey that yeah. you've been on? Um, okay. So like I said, my mom was a Christian granola. Like I was raised in a very healthy home. We've talked about how we both were raised yeah. in homes like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we had garden beds in the backyard. Um, we tried to grow a lot of our own produce. We were in every food co-op imaginable. Um, she and her friends started their own <laughs> milk co-op because like the grass fed organic, uh, raw milk farmer. Yes. Wow. It was like an yeah. hour and a half away. <laughs> so yep. they were, they would yep. do their own things, <laughs> fill up the, you know, their glass gallon jars of milk in their coolers <laughs> with like old dish rags packed between them. Um, Anyway, yes, yes. Um, I grew up running barefoot in the yard. I was encouraged in sports um, and taught to cook from a very young age. But whenever I would go to a friend's house from the earliest times I can remember, and they had mac and cheese or donuts or ice cream or candy or chips or literally any treat that was banned in my house, I would bench hard. Um, I didn't, I had no mm -hmm. idea what that term was. I thought I was just stuffing my face with as much of it as I could get because I would know that I wouldn't be able to get it tomorrow. Um, yep. yes. And when I got my driver's license, yep. yes, yes. Um, it, I get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard thing to escape. Um, but yeah, and then I got my driver's yeah. license and it got worse. Because then I could mm -hmm. stop by McDonald's on my way home or I could um, swing by Sonic and get a beer float or whatever it was. Um, and my weight started yo-yoing in high school. I would binge mm -hmm. for enjoyment, emotional comfort, and just because I finally could eat this, um, I would yeah, yeah, I would gain weight. And then I would start not getting the male attention I was seeking and instantly cut my calories down to almost nothing, starving myself to try to get thin again. Anxiety was a strong thread in my life, and food was my comfort. Um, it's what I just turned to. When I got older and I got into running my own business, adult, adult priorities and other people became priority to exercising, you know, meal prepping, all that stuff. Um, exhaustion was set in, um, and so binging periods would get longer and longer, and the weight started to add up that way. Um, then in the spring of 2020, when the divorce started happening, um, and I started getting right with Jesus, I also started running. Um, not because I love running. I hate running. Not because I'm a runner ever, <laughs> but <laughs> yep, <laughs> it was the only thing that could get my mind to stop thinking about other things. Because when you run, mm -hmm. you count your steps one, two, one, two, one, two to pace yourself. And so that was the only thing that was almost worse than what I was going through. <laughs> and I could just think one, yeah. two, one, two, one, two, um, and when I started running and I was doing that daily, I noticed that the endorphins were having a huge impact on my mental health. 
Um, as weight was coming off, yeah. I also was laughing more throughout the day, having more energy. Little things weren't freaking me out as much. Um, I felt capable to accomplish daily activities. Um, a couple of weeks into that, a couple of months into that, um, I started falling in love with weightlifting. Um, and so I then have added cardio and yoga into my weightlifting routines, but um, weightlifting and running had been super powerful connection to Jesus um, because I put on Christian rap because of the beat. Um, and yeah. during then, I would just listen to those words. I would pray. I would claim what was being spoken over to me in, in those songs. Um, I pray for those in my life, for my church, for my community, um, not just my own little bubble of prayer requests. Um, yeah, yeah. And so my relationship with him has grown because of the dependence um, on him that exercise creates basically. Um, and that yeah. the health journal creates, the health journey creates because my greatest struggle is still to this day, my relationship with food, um, learning more mm-hmm. about um, what to listen to, what not to listen to, what works for my body, how to fuel it um, to be healthy, strong, mm-hmm. stable, and happy and energetic, but also living in balance. Um, and to be able to enjoy date yeah. nights and be able to enjoy um, community and fellowship um, with other believers. Um, mm-hmm. God helps me so much through my struggles with the food because I've noticed that whenever I'm exhausted, anxious, or sad, I'm much more likely to binge. Um, so yeah. now when I want to binge, I put worship music on, I spend time with Jesus, I eat my apple, I take a nap if I can. <laughs> Um, and then after stepping back with him, I re- reevaluate why I want to binge, what's going on. And mm-hmm. if appropriate, yeah. I'll grab a healthy option. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes when my mind starts to slip and I start to see value and what I look like and the progress that I'm making, he calls me back and almost nudges me to enjoy a piece of cheesecake. And that is so refreshing. Um, just yes. walking yeah. with him, it, it shows me how to live in balance. That makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that. My relationship with binging is very, very similar to yours, and so I have a really hard time. I didn't even like know the term mm-hmm. binging until mm-hmm. this year. And um, Rami Bader on TikTok is like an amazing content creator. She's amazing. I love her. Um, yes, I love her. She's like def- she's not a Christian content creator, but she's like body positivity, yes, yes. all about that. <laughs> And so when she started talking about her journey with binging, I was like, wait, that's me. Like, I didn't put that together. And then this year, as I've like really dove into that, and like you said, dove into the mental aspect part of it and um, the aspect that really is influenced by where I'm at with God that day. Like, that is a really big part. Um, So, yeah, that's like, that's a huge thing. And also I wanted to touch on what you said about learning how to balance being in community and date nights and different things like that, because I so will find myself going in like major restriction Mm -hmm. mode. And then I will like go out with people or, and I just like won't eat anything or I'll go to a church gathering and I won't eat anything. And then people are uncomfortable and they're like, why are you eating? And then it becomes focused in on my eating and it almost takes away from the fellowship and like what God has called us there to do and be. And even though that's like a people problem of everyone should not be (laughs) nosy about everyone else's eating habits. It's also like, it calls into question like, okay, how much is then my restriction, like taking away from Jesus at that point. And so it is definitely a matter of, and it's, it's a learning process and a learning curve and it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of grace in that. So, yeah. So how has, like, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but how has that relationship evolved over the years? Like, what has been your personal biggest struggle on this journey? And how has God played a role in working through that? Yeah, yeah. Food just, I think, walking through that um, journey. I'm not just, like, binging um, or restriction, but also um, allowing myself to be able to thrive on something different. You know, sometimes you'll like see people and they're like, this is what works for me. This is what's right. You know, and everyone tends to have something a little bit different that is the right thing and the best thing. And this is your answer thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and just being able to, if I'm trying to do something and it's not lining up, um, or my results aren't the same, or my body isn't responding the same as their body responded, the freedom to know that it's okay Mm -hmm. and to adjust and to change that and not to keep doing the same thing, banging my head against the wall when the results keep staying the same, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel called then into working in health and fitness space, which is like so exciting. I know you've got so many things coming up. Like what are your certifications or Mm -hmm. the ones that you're working Mm -hmm. towards? You've been working so hard. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited. Um, Okay. So as I was going through this, um, this was like a summer long journey of starting my health um, because I mentally – that was like what Jesus and health were the only things that were helping. Um, and that yeah. my mind really could function in to then the end of the summer being like, Oh my gosh, this is an amazing thing. That gift that God has given us. Um, and in yeah. that summer I noticed, so a lot of my friends were entrepreneurs as well. Um, other creatives, other entrepreneurs, a lot of um, young business people And they had been going through the same process of putting their health as a bottom priority, hustling hard kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, Um, whether it be just their business and then other relationships were just more important. Um, They were mentally exhausted, run down, struggling. Um, And I saw that, do you know? And and we were all there kind of together. Um, But as I got on this health journey, I slowly started encouraging and helping them with what I was learning. Um, And then seeing the change in them and seeing their mindsets change and their um, health change mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Like that was so exciting. Um, I started seeing like their upward climb and my own like continual upward climb. And um, yeah, it just was so passionate to me. Um, I started yeah. helping girls get in the gym and in the weight section, girls in the gym started coming up to me and asking me for help, advice, and my workouts. Um, I knew that those around me were wanting change, but struggling to know how to get that change. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, so that's when I decided to sign up to go back to school and get my personal trainer certification, which is really scary to me because I've always been an artist and I am just, I was never was one that was like, yes, math and science. That sounds fun. Um, but I love people <laughs> yeah. and I love what it's done in my life and I love um, watching what it's done in my friends' lives as well. So I want to be able to help other people do that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Um, I'm loving learning about how God made the human body, how beautiful it is, how we were created to move, stretch, and be strong. Um, and so yeah. it's just, that's been a little bit of that. It's just exciting. That's so cool. So what are your goals in that space? Which is like, it's a really, really big, very noisy mm-hmm. space. We know this. We've yeah. talked about this a lot um, over the years. So like, what do you plan to do? Who do you plan to serve? How do you plan to make a yes. change? Thank you so much. I think when I first started, this was something that again, I felt like, oh my gosh, like the industry is really oversaturated with people that want to be Instagram influencers in the health world. Um, and so I was like, yeah. there's just no space for me. Um, but as I grew up in the holistic health world um, and then got into the fitness industry, I noticed how incredibly separated both of them were. Um, they were both yes. chasing health, but one was focused so much on like the lack of chemicals that they were putting on their body and not advocating for moving or moving maybe as much as we were created to. Um, and the other mm-hmm. seemed to be pumping their bodies full of chemicals, but advocating like yes. cardio and strength and um, stretching, which are really important things that we really need. And so I just wanted to step into that kind of hole and bring the two worlds together um, so that we can hopefully achieve a more well-rounded health. Um, I plan to work with... I love, yes, love that. thank you. Love that. No, Sorry, no, no, no. Thank you so much. Um, it is so needed. It is, it is. Um, and two, in that, of kind of merging um, the emphasis on, I feel like a lot of the emphasis in the um, weight training athletic world is on aesthetics. Um, 
and merging mm-hmm. that into, no, we're doing it for our health and for our bodies and then for strength and our mental health and who we are as a person become a better version of ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. I plan. It can so easily and so quickly become yes. an idol and like yes. you have to, it's almost like I, I remember like not even wanting to step into that world because I was so afraid that I would never look mm-hmm. like anybody that is like yeah. highlighted. And so I was like, I can't even achieve that. So what's the yes. point? And I feel like that just needs to not be the main goal when you're stepping into that world. Yes. So yes, what yes, you're doing yes. is so great. And thank needed. you so much, girl. Um, but yeah, and I love that you said that, yeah. of like that is seen as the main goal of weightlifting is to look a certain way, not mm-hmm. to be strong, not to build muscle, not, you know, to build your heart, like cardiovascular health, anything like that. And so, yeah, yeah. just, rewriting mindsets, um, while getting into that world. Um, I plan to work on women with women, um, through one-on-one coaching and group coaching and helping break up big steps into baby steps that seem much more manageable and that will lead to lifelong change. Um, one of my greatest like examples that I love talking with, with the girls that I work with is, okay, New Year's resolutions, right? We just had New Year's a couple months ago now. It's just crazy. But um, mm-hmm. at that point in time, yeah. <laughs> right, everyone was like, oh, these are all my New Year's resolutions. It's like, that's great. But let's try to get one little baby habit each month that we're going to adapt and hold on to yeah. and be able to cling on to. Because then at the end of yep. the year, we'll have 12 baby steps that have taken us into a huge difference versus getting a month and a half in being so overwhelmed because we've tried to take on a completely different lifestyle all at once and then giving up and stopping and being at the same place by the end of this year. Um, absolutely. Yeah. What were you going to say? I remember last year when I was starting all of, or no, it wasn't last year. It was the beginning of 2020 before I got pregnant with Hayden and I was starting all of like my health mm-hmm. stuff and I like went all in. I lost I 20 this, pounds yeah. that month and like my body just was ready to shed and I got pregnant and then I was like, nope, <laughs> done with all that. Like, and then my pregnancy was so hard because I wasn't mm-hmm. moving and I wasn't like eating right. I wasn't doing any of the things I needed to. And so when I got back to it in January of 2021, after I was like cleared to start working yeah. out again and stuff, it was so, so hard. And I was so overwhelmed and I'm like, I feel like I have to just jump back all in, but I didn't, I did that. I'd started with baby steps and I worked my way through and a year passes yes. so much quicker than we so think fast. it will. And the change that we want to happen isn't going to happen immediately anyway. Mm-hmm. And so if you are strategic yes. about it and go slow, you're going to see most likely more of that change than you would have in the in the short time period you wanted to. Oh, Does that make sense? Like at the 100%. end of the year, I was like, there's no way like I'll lose the weight. And at the end of the year, I had lost close to six. Yes, pounds. girl. And I was like looking back, it like it felt so slow and so beautiful in the yes. year. Like going, I remember like taking, I got kind of addicted to like progress pictures for a while. And I was like, I see no progress. I see no progress. But I was taking them like every other day, which you're not going to see progress every other day. But then I would go back and look at progress pictures from like six, eight, nine months ago. And I'm like, okay, there's the progress. So you really just, you have to give yourself a lot of time and it doesn't have to happen overnight. And just the fact that you're pursuing your health and taking any kind of steps is more than the majority of the population and so like that's whatever you're doing is good and like you gotta just yes. give yourself Grace. the little wins yes otherwise it's just it's too better much. to go slow than to go fast yeah. and burn out like that's just the hardest thing yeah. because people psychologically right like we go through these um like surges and slumps right where we'll be so excited about something and we're all in and then up we want to give up but like the steadiness of little, easily, easy, manageable lifestyle changes is going to help balance out like mm-hmm. the surges and the slumps so that we are just continually slowly go yeah. up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me of like my weight loss app because like I was so like discouraged and then uh, in like a three month section and then I looked that you could see yes. like, the whole year and then like the last five years of that I've been recording wow. and it was like, 
whoa it was like down here up here down here up here which just represented my binge yeah. in general and how my mm-hmm. health has yo-yoed over the last few years but then it was so cool to see from like the last two years it just a straight like almost straight just like yeah. downward slope and like that was the best feeling ever so like knowing that I'm not exactly where I want to be right now but knowing that I can get yes. there because I've come so mm-hmm. far like I've got the I've got the habits yes. down and it's it's possible to keep going so if you feel like it's impossible it's not you just have to start small and it will make a big difference in the long term. 100% ah, I'm so excited you brought that up okay yeah. continue yeah so how has your health and faith journey like collided? Oh my goodness. I feel like my faith and fitness journey have interacted so much. Um, walking away from unhealthy eating habits have taught me to see my value and what Jesus says, as well as leaning on him for my comfort. Listening to Christian rap and having time during the week to pray for things besides myself has transformed my prayer life and how I see prayer and the power I see in a prayer. The stronger I get physically, the more I see how we were called to be strong spiritually, be warriors for his kingdom. The stronger um, I get physically, the easier it is to help others, be it shoveling my neighbor's driveway or carrying your aging mom's heavy luggage as you and your own, like sprint through the airport together, you know, like um, when you're stronger, it's easier to help um, those that are weaker around you. Um, the balancing of hormones and endorphins has helped me be more relaxed and focused in my time with Jesus, um, as well as just sitting with, um, my fiance or a friend and listening to their heart. Um, I can be present much easier. Um, I could go on and on, but my health journey has made me into a much godlier, kinder, emotionally strong woman. Wow. I love that. I'm so glad I asked that question because that's like the coolest answer ever. I love that. Um, You don't think about all of that when you're like, those are just two separate worlds. So the fact that you've been able to like merge those together is I love the example of being stronger. I've seen that so much in my own life. Um, Just being Mm -hmm. a mom, I was like able to go on a trip with my husband's family in the fall and he wasn't able to go. So it was just me and Hayden for like a weekend with them. And I had a lot of help from them, but we like went to an amusement park and we were walking around all day. And I remember being there and like going up this big hill with this heavy mm-hmm. stroller and Hayden and thinking like, wow, I would not have been able to do this a year ago. Yeah. Like this is so cool that I'm able yeah. to do this and not feel like I can't do things because my body is going to hinder me mm-hmm. from doing them. Yes. So that's really cool. I love that. So when you consider health and wellness, what do you think are the foundational pillars and what does that look like played out in your yeah. own life? Okay. This was a really hard question for me to answer because I do feel like they are okay. so interwoven. Um, but yeah. I would say it would be like spiritual and then like a mental, emotional, um, and then a physical. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, just like I loved too that you did ask this question, even though it was so hard for me to split them up because health is simply mm-hmm. um, not just how far you can run or, or even, you know, pushing Hayden up the hill in a stroller. Like, yes, it's a huge aspect to health, but that would be physical health. Right. And there also is like mm-hmm. spiritual health. Yeah. And if you aren't right spiritually, like it doesn't matter how many endorphins you have, you're not going to have peace. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Do you know? And then the mental, emotional, like if you aren't, I do think that, you know, this like endorphins might help, you know, because some of it is like chemical in your brain. But um, yes, if you haven't sat with, and again, spiritual, it's like they're all so interwoven. If you've been sat with Jesus and like worked through some traumas or past pains, um, dysfunctions that have been eating at you, um, you're not going to be able to break bad habits and again, endorphins, um, or whatever else, like you're not going to have peace. Um, you're not going to make better choices, um, for the rest of your life because you'll still be stuck in the same bad cycles. Oh, side note. There's like this, like TikTok trending sound. It's like break the cycle today or what is it? Like break the cycle today or the pattern will continue tomorrow. (laughs) Like, Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've heard and that like, that's just yeah. like what I think of in that sense too, where it's like, okay, mentally, sometimes, yes, we, yes, physically break the pattern today or, you know, it's like, we'll continue tomorrow. But also like mentally, if you're not, if you're still living in your past traumas and your past dysfunctions, you're going to continue to make the same choices and you're just going to continue to be in the same spot mm-hmm. spinning your wheels. 
in five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know? Um, I think we, yeah, Yeah, got older, became adults. And then we were like, wait a second. You know, I always was like, mom would be like, oh, this is just middle school drama. Do you know when I was in middle school? And I was like, wait a second, why are, are some of us still here? It's like, because we have pain and trauma that we haven't worked through, (laughs) do you know? Um, Yeah. So anyway, um, I strongly suggest spending time with Jesus, surrounding yourself in a Bible study, in a community, getting in the word yourself um, and finding, yeah, just finding Christian community that you can surround yourself with. At the beginning, I didn't have that. And so I was just in my Bible with Jesus. It was just me and him. And I would pray for friends and I would pray for a good church that I could learn from and that it would push me to him and I could grow in. And he brought those things slowly. So if you are feeling alone, um, you don't need community. It's okay. You can be in your Bible to grow, but be praying for it because we grow so much with it around us and surrounding us as well. Yes. Um, Yes. It's not, oh, I don't have any Christian friends, so I can't grow. But it's okay. I'm going to keep growing and keep trusting him to bring those good Christian friends, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. I just walked through that myself and like I prayed for it so much. And then I kind of just like went after Mm -hmm. it, what I wanted, what I thought he Mm -hmm. was bringing, that he clearly wasn't looking back. And then when he took it from me, it was like, okay, what the heck? I've been praying for this. And then he just took it. And it really, it was because I had to learn like that to just sit with him. And it was like six months of sitting with him and then continually praying Mm -hmm. for that. And then as I was obedient in that, I got to be blessed with the church and the friends and like that came and it was, it's just so cool um, to see the reward of that Mm -hmm. obedience. Um. Yeah, I love that. So do you have a daily health routine that you want to share? Or like, do you suggest that everyone has one? How do you even start one if you don't even know what that looks like? Yes, I love this question. I laughed when I got to this question. Um, I am the queen of spontaneity and don't love structure. So when I read this question, I was like, I don't have a daily health plan. Then I, thought, I sat in the question. I thought about it. Um, and I realized that I yeah. really do. Um, and so I think that's a good thing too, yeah. of like realizing that your personality does not have to be super structured, super type A in order to have a healthy habits for your day, like plan that you do every day. For sure. Um, yeah. So um, I will start every morning with a glass of water. I wake up groggy. I just fill myself with a glass of water. That's eight ounces, 16 ounces, depends on the day. Um, and then I pray. And that's how I start my morning. And when I pray, I practice gratefulness. Um, So like three things I list with Jesus that I'm grateful for um, from the day before specific moments um, as well, just so that, you know, then we're rewriting our brain to continue to look for um, positive things and to continue to be grateful for more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, So partly like mental health. Um, then I go and I have a yummy banana pancake flavored protein breakfast smoothie that I put fruit in. Um, sometimes we eat these yeah. protein smoothies and we just put a processed protein powder and a blender bottle with some water and call that a meal. And that's going to have some, some of your macronutrients, but it's not going to have micronutrients. So you need to put other, um, whole foods in there with that protein. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. I'll do some powdered. Uh, greens, blue algae, um, and take a supplement to help promote collagen production in my body. I take a prebiotic, probiotic, digestive enzyme because I'm working on healing my gut right now. That's something that I'm going through in my health journey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Personally, I work an office job, so I'm drinking a lot of water throughout the day and I'll go to the bathroom once an hour. When I'm in the bathroom, I do a 30 second wall sit and 30 seconds of jumping jacks. It's not much. I love <laughs> it's it. not much, but with um, I have to have an Apple Watch so I can track like my heart rate and everything. And just getting my heart rate up, moving that makes will make substantial progress on my rings. If you don't have an Apple Watch, that just means that you are throughout the day burning more calories, moving more, um, and then your metabolism is staying okay. up higher because you're moving um, instead of just sitting for hours okay. at a time. Um, yeah. So I have a toddler, so I feel like if I had an Apple Watch, it would tell me that I'm just like constantly burning. But <laughs> yes. yeah. As mom of a toddler, <laughs> I'm sure you are constantly burning. <laughs> 
exhausted. <laughs> yes. So there are ways to get it in though. If you do have an office job, if you have a, if you're a toddler, you're getting it yeah. in fine. Um, <laughs> then after work, um, I will go, um, and I'll go to the gym and lift. I'll go to a yoga class with a friend, um, or I'll go do cardio depending on the day of the week. Um, yeah. So Love it's like it. a general, easy, simple, this is what you can do, what I do in my day to help get healthy habits in. Um, it's changed. Yeah. Mine has changed. Like as my life has gone, different stages I've been in, it's okay. Whatever yours yeah. looks like in this moment, that's all right. We're just taking baby steps forward yeah. towards progression. Do you know? And that's like something that I just love to tell people. Um, I do drink half my um, body weight in ounces of water a day. Um, nice. yeah. yeah. So I'll, that's an important thing. Stay hydrated. Um, especially if you're moving, um, if you're going to start some kind of a daily routine, whatever that is of your, okay, I'm going to embrace yeah. this healthy habit. I'm going to do it every day. Um, I like to take one little habit, work on it for a month and then add in a new habit and take that habit and try to pair it with something else you're already doing. Um, so like yes. I do my jumping jacks and wall sets when I'm going to the bathroom every hour. Um, or you can, if you wash your face, so that's the first thing that you do every morning is you wash your face. You already have that in your routine. So then just take a glass of water with you to when you go in the bathroom to wash your face and drink the water as you're washing your face. Um, you know, if yeah. you don't eat fruits or veggies, that's okay. Um, don't just be like, I'm going to eat more fruits and veggies. No. Okay. I'm going to eat sliced pepper on Monday with my lunch. And then you just add that to your lunch. You're already eating. You're just going to add the pepper in. Um, if you can pair it with another habit that you're already doing, you're going to like adapt to that habit so much faster and so much easier. Um, yeah. 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 I love the generalized habits, um, which I know doesn't sound like that's not the advice most people get, but for me, generalized habits really work for me. So I know like whenever I'm putting a meal together, I need a fat, a healthy carb, a protein and one of those carbs needs to be some kind of either fruit or vegetable and so like by following mm -hmm. that generalization yes. I know I'm always getting what I need maybe one meal is a little bit technically healthier than the other but for me that helps yeah. me not count calories yep. or like focus on certain things because that's not the season I'm in Which right now because I don't need yeah. to count calories right the second um and when I do it all the time, I become mm -hmm. obsessive and I like know that about myself. So I also want to like make that note of if you get obsessed about certain things, like yes. draw yes. back a little bit and figure out a way to kind of generalize mm -hmm. it so that you don't get addicted to – because you can easily make this an idol yep. and you don't want to do that either. So that's kind of where you kind of just have to step back and reevaluate and look at it for yourself. Like like you said earlier, not everything is going to work yeah. for everyone. For me, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have time to go to yeah. the gym. I don't have, like, the resources mm -hmm. for that. So I make it work at home, and I work out with my toddler every morning. Right now, I'm in a season where I'm very, very <laughs> tired in the morning, so that doesn't always happen right now. It's and that's okay. okay. But, like, for – but right now, I'm – or what I usually do is I'm working out four to five times a week in the morning. And then on the days I don't get that in, I know – I'm chasing a yeah. child around where I'm going out and running errands or I'm doing something and I'm going to burn mm -hmm. it off anyway. I'm getting yes. the movement in. And I feel like that's just, it's just so important to sometimes like the goals are great. We just don't always have to be as rigid about them as, I don't know, all the Instagram checklists make us think that we have yes. to be because it's not sustainable mm -hmm. long-term. It's not. And I love that you brought yeah. that up too, just because of realizing that, everyone has different priorities and different responsibilities and, and different yes. funds and their lives look different. And so someone that's working part-time that, or is going to school, but doesn't have a job that is single, that doesn't have any other responsibilities in the world is going to have a lot more time to devote to learning how to count macros and learning how to be in the gym for two hours a day. And maybe that's fine for them. And it isn't like, too much or a controlling thing for them or like, um, addicting thing mm -hmm. for them. But like, it's just checking in with yourself and with Jesus emotionally. Is this making me a better person? Is this helping me spiritually? It's not okay. Then this needs to yes. change. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and realizing that it, like you said, it ebbs and flows mm -hmm. with life. Some seasons you may be in that season and other times it may not be and that's yes. okay. And 
you're not a better or worse yes. person when you're in a season where you can devote more time. And by developing those little baby habits, you're going to continue with some level of health, mm-hmm. no matter what season you're in, because they're ingrained yeah. in you. And at some point you stop realizing you're even doing it. And it's just do. part of yeah. your lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. What are a few mistakes that you see people make when they're approaching health and fitness? And are there any misconceptions that you'd like to clear yes. up? Okay. So I have two mistakes and two mis- misconceptions. Um, yes. Awesome. I don't want to say mistakes necessarily, um, but maybe like ways that people get okay. discouraged. Um, right? Yes. Love so that. the first one is, again, we've talked about this, but doing too much right away. People get ambitious, zealous. They look into mm-hmm. all the diets and supplements and watch a hundred different YouTube people and get overwhelmed and confused and frustrated. It feels like they don't know what's right. And so then they stop. The lifestyle changes are too much to keep up with. Um, the second one is you touched on this earlier, but it takes time. Um, I watch people work mm-hmm. hard for a month or two or three and then quit because they weren't making as much progress as they hoped. It's discouraging. Right. Yeah. Um, I put on 60 mm-hmm. pounds in two years running my career and I was sad and discouraged when I didn't lose it all in a month. Like how accurate yeah. is that though? Um, yeah. I've lost 50 pounds now, but it has taken me two years Yay. to lose it. Yes. Um, it sounds like yeah. forever, but if you think about it, it took me about two years to put on the same amount of weight. So it's actually yeah. a really good thing because it means that it's being done in a healthy and sustainable way. Um, that it's lifestyle changes that are going to continue yeah. on. Um, and it's an encouraging, yes. rewarding thing too. And we think about it like that, um, versus, yeah. Oh, we saw someone, you know, on some TV show that lost 60 pounds in a month and a half. And they look amazing. I haven't lost 60 pounds in a month and a half. What's wrong with me again? Do you know the methods are different? Um, And so just knowing that and being okay with that. Um, Misconceptions. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, real quick. I was just going to say, I wanted to make a side note because I didn't include this when I said this earlier. But when I said I lost 60 pounds this year, it was postpartum. So I like when losing baby, I'm losing Mm -hmm. baby weight. I'm losing like all of the stuff that your body naturally sheds. So for any mamas listening to this, I just want to note that it wasn't like magical like I just lost 60 pounds. Like I'm still losing fat. I'm still re I'm still like, I like to call it trading out my fat. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm still making those switches. And so like that is like going up and down mm-hmm. all the time. And I've thankfully been able to let go a lot of yeah. that pressure of the actual number on the scale. But I wanted to note that it's not, it was for me, it wasn't just like a, I needed to get rid of all of this. It was naturally coming off to as baby weight. So that's all that to say. Because not everyone, even postpartum, loses that much weight or even gains that much weight or, like, even Everyone's bodies are loses that much yeah. the first year. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's bodies are different. And especially when you take breastfeeding into consideration, that can sometimes significantly help with that. Sometimes it can significantly not help with that. So I just wanted to make a note of that because I see so much comparison mm-hmm. in that world. And as a postpartum hormonal person, as is, that's yeah. a lot to yeah. take on. So, yeah, just want to make that side note. Anyway, continue on. Your two misconceptions. Other yes. two misconceptions. Yeah. One, in the gym, people are not judging you. I so often, when I first started, felt like people were, everyone was looking at me. Every girl that looked like she belonged in a fitness competition's eyes were on me. Every guy that was, somewhat muscular was watching me and evaluating. I just felt like everyone was just looking at me and judging me, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us, we all have started from somewhere and most of us um, remember exactly what it feels like and what that feels like. And we on the inside are so proud of you and we're cheering for you. Like, Oh my gosh, like get it. Um, because we remember that. Yeah. Um, and most people want to help you then because of that. So I think sometimes we're really scared to go up to people. Now, if you're a girl, I don't suggest going up to a guy. If you're a guy, I don't suggest going up to a girl in the gym for other reasons. But um, if you're a girl and you see a girl that is more experienced than you and like you catch eyes, she's not looking at you judging you. She's probably looking at you cheering for you. So please like go over to her like if you want and ask her for help on this machine or with this 
movement that you're confused about that you saw in your exercise routine and you don't know how to duplicate it or something, she will most likely be so happy and excited to help you. And you'll probably like develop a gym friend um, very quickly. So I think that's the biggest misconception is people feel like they're being judged when they're not. And two. Yeah. I love that. I, that's, that was like my biggest fear keeping me from the gym, which right. Like I said, it's not even an option for me right now to go. But like when I did go for a little bit, that was like such a a scary thing for me. And so I literally went and worked out with adults. Like like, I was in high school when I joined that gym and I went like with like the forties, fifties people. Cause I'm like, I know these people definitely won't yes. judge me. And I just want to like make a side note that I know like a lot of us are still dealing with like high school, college trauma and we're out of How that. True is that? And adults we're like actually adults now. And most of the mean people have been Washed out. like yeah. sorted out. And so you can give the benefit of the doubt to most people that, it's not going to be like, cause I remember like in high school, like when all my friends started joining the gym and they were all like, just so yes. mean about everybody. Yes. And it's like so judgy. And so that's like still where my misconception mm-hmm. lies. Like yeah. you said about like going to the gym, like, I feel like I'm going to be back in yeah. high school and people are going to be judging me because I didn't like play sports. And so I wasn't yeah. very strong or like knowledgeable or know how to use the equipment and they would like laugh and judge. And that's not reality yes. now. So like, if that's where you're at mentally, like I am, <laughs> Let that go, like you said, because it's we're not in high school anymore, and most people are genuinely nice people and want to. Yes. Play, so yes, yeah. <laughs> so proud of you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. But the second misconception, um, is people I think get really, um, they think that they have to have the perfect diet, whether that's keto or paleo or whatever, and they have to follow it perfectly. Mm-hmm. My, I'm just here to say. If you are overwhelmed with what to eat, forget fad dads, fad diets, forget counting macros, forget counting your calories mm-hmm. even. Um, just start much simpler, easier. Try to eat whole unprocessed foods, fruits, veggies, unprocessed mm-hmm. meats, organic grass-fed dairy, whatever works well for you. If you have any food sensitivities, obviously don't eat those. <laughs> um, and then you can start yeah. expanding, experimenting with eliminating different things or whatever else. Um, but just taking what you're eating right yeah. now and substituting it out for a slightly healthier option is going to be so much better for you and for your body. Yeah. And I think too mentally easier um, than trying to learn a completely yeah. different way to eat because we need to eat every day, multiple times a day. And so like yeah. to learn a completely new, basically like language with food is very difficult. So just start slow and give yourself grace in it. Yes. Love that. Love that. Definitely agree with everything you just said because it is overwhelming it and is. very frustrating to try to have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, okay. So how has your relationship with food affected your personal journey and how do you suggest approaching this in each season? Okay. Um, food is a really sensitive and tricky topic to manage because we all have different pasts. Yeah histories, educations, emotions attached to food. Some people need permission to eat the cheesecake. Others need encouragement and accountability not to eat the cheesecake. Um, And some people need Mm -hmm. both at different times. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So because of this, I generally encourage people to take what I say lightly. Also, again, like we've talked about many times today before, everybody's bodies are super unique and will need different things. That's okay. Know that. Um, Yeah. I am not a nutritionist. This is just general information that I've researched, discovered that's worked for me and the girls that I've worked with. Um, And weight loss seasons, if you're trying to lose fat, um, you want to be in a deficit of about 500 calories a day, Um, which just means your body burns a certain amount every day and you want to be about 500 below that. Um, There's easy things Mm -hmm. to like calculators online. If you Googled it to help you figure out how much your body burns because it's going to be different for your height and age and everything. Um, yep. If you go into a bigger deficit, which a lot of people do when they want to lose weight, like they just are like, I'm just not going to eat or I'm going to eat only when I'm starving. Like I remember in high school, my friend, like she wouldn't eat anything. She would drink Mountain Dew. And when she was starving, felt like she was going to pass out. She had, had a cube of cheese. Okay. Yeah. It's just not healthy. 
um, mm-hmm. it's not good. So a lot of people do when they want to lose weight, they're like, I'm just not going to eat anything and that'll be great. But what happens if you yeah. don't eat too much, if you have a deficit where you're not eating enough, you're going to start slowing down and damaging your metabolism substantially. Um, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people now who have been in body competitions, you know, um, and that's great, but they've destroyed their metabolism to, to do those competitions. And now that they're, yeah. you know, five years past then, they're having a really, really hard time eating healthy, exercising a ton, just keeping their body at a normal weight. Um, so be careful mm-hmm. of starving yourself, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. To maintain or just work on body composition, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But body composition is basically the scale might not be changing, but I'm swapping fat for muscle. So I'm going to look a lot different. I'm yeah. going to look um, maybe closer to the way that I would want to look or whatever else. Um, again, I want to be careful with my words and how I say that. Um, yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, so body composition um, is great. So if you want to do that, you are going to eat about the amount of daily calories your body needs. Again, you use those calculators at Google. Uh, please add in the fact that you are exercising if you are exercising because you're going to be burning a lot of different calories and different calorie amounts at that point in time. And you need to add those back into your diet. Um, and then if you want to be on the fast track of gaining muscle, you know, Oh, we're really going to work on building something in our body, whatever that is a different area Mm -hmm. or whatever else you need to be in a surplus of 500 calories a day. Um, and two, please know that when you are building muscle, um, and you're on a fast track to build muscle. That's awesome. That's great. It's incredible. You will add a little bit of body fat. There's no way around it. And that's not yeah. a bad thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Um, you're getting strong. You are getting healthy. You're working out. And if you're eating healthy calories, um, th- it's, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of body fat. You can then go back into a deficit in a little bit and lose that extra fat. I mean, still keep the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. Um, We are constantly hearing or feeling this message that we're taking up too much space and we need to be skinnier, which you and I both know that healthy is the goal, not skinny. And this looks different for every single person. And that as women, we are meant to have a little protective layer over our uterus. So the majority of us, even if we um, are at our healthiest, are never going to fully achieve like the man flat, perfect abs. And we're going to have curves because that's how God designed us. So basically like our definition of health is way off and it's driving us into really unhealthy Mm -hmm. habits and mindsets. Um, and we constantly strive to stay in calorie deficit and we work our bodies too hard without enough nutritional Mm -hmm. support, um, with the goal of always getting skinnier, but then we end up with other health issues and inflammation, burnout, binging, this lifestyle that's just not actually supporting our bodies. So all that being said, what is your advice to women who are struggling with feeling like they take up too much space, either at the gym or just in the world? How would you suggest we approach this and start to work through it? This question, when I read it really hit me because it's a really personal question. Obviously, I think to every woman it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. to the woman feeling like she is taking up too much space, I just want to say you are so worthy of that space. You deserve that space and mm-hmm. you are worthy of love. Um, mm-hmm. I used to feel like I didn't deserve space in the weight section of the gym because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want to take that space away from people that didn't know what they were doing, that, um, had their program that were doing their stuff. Um, but then I realized, um, I'm paying just as much as they are to be here. My health is just as important as their yeah. health. My goals are just as important mm-hmm. as their goals. I deserve to be here. And now I pair power stance in between my sets in the weight room. Not that other people don't matter or that don't deserve that, but you do just as much. So no matter where you are feeling like you're struggling with taking up space, no, you deserve it. It has not, this amount of space you take up has nothing to do with your value. Um, you are valuable and you are worthy. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I have often felt like I've taken up too much space in friend groups, at church, mm-hmm. in families, and just so many. I feel like every 
every place that I have been, I have felt like I've taken up too much space. And sometimes that's because of personality. Sometimes it's physically feeling like you're taking up too much space. And yeah, I just, I feel like that's something that most majority of women really, really struggle with. So thank you for sharing that. I love that you are worthy of that space. Um, so you are so encouraging how online, how do you suggest women build a support system for this journey? Yes. I think too, um, as mental health comes and as we start to see our own value and see how we are worthy of taking up space, um, and we are just worthy of prioritizing in the sense of our health of getting to the gym and, and of taking that extra minute to make a healthier lunch for us instead of eating, you know, like dino nuggets and ranch for the seventh time that week. Um, then like we start to see, um, that the goals are health truthfully. Um, and it's not who gets the most amount of male attention or, or forget male attention, just attention and affirmation. Um, and it's not a competition anymore. It's, um, a community and a support system where we know that some days we need that truth spoken over us of a reminder of like, Hey, you are worthy of this. And we know that some days it's our role to remind those that we love, Hey, you are worthy of taking up this space and you are worthy of prioritizing and you, your health is important and you are worth it. Um, so yeah, so I think it's completely a mentality switch mindset, which we can get and develop as we get healthier mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I think Jesus has a huge impact on how we see other women. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And then as that switches, then we, we naturally develop this community of support and encouragement and cheerleading and realizing that it's okay that I'm busting my butt in the gym to try to get hips in a butt and she's busting her butt in the kitchen to try to lose her butt and her hips. And we can encourage each other and support each other instead of being jealous of the other person's body type. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I would just say, be the encourager, Mm -hmm. take that first step of, I know it can be really, really, I don't know, just scary sometimes to put yourself out there to even try to open up those relationships to talk about Mm -hmm. those hard things, but be the first person to say something and just be a natural encourager and you will attract that back to you. You will find that people see you as the encourager and they'll want to spend time with you and they'll naturally kind of start to follow in suit with that. Like you said, it just kind of naturally builds a community, but sometimes you have to take the first step and it it can be because it's a very unnatural Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I know you are a part of Arbonne and you've been really loving that. And I know that that goes back to some of the stuff you talked about in your Mm -hmm. health routine. So you and I have personally discussed like the (laughs) trepidatious space that is MLMs. (laughs) good grief. That could be a whole podcast yes. episode. Um, but I would love for you to tell us about why you chose Arbon specifically, like out of all the companies out there to support your health journey, just because I think we don't get to hear a lot of actual real like person telling us testimonials instead of just like a bunch of stuff we read online. I would love to actually hear from Thanks, you. Um, well, I was, my journey with Arbon was long. Um, keep it short and sweet and simple though. I was looking for healthy makeup, um, and I don't know if you know this. I'm sure maybe you do, actually, Holistic Mama. But some states only ban eight to ten chemicals, depending on the state, um, for use in our cosmetic oh, yeah, products, which is ridiculous to me. Um, I think Europe does like yeah. fifteen hundred, um, and oh, yeah. which is insane compared to eight. Um, and then Arbonne goes like above and beyond and they do 2000 that they don't use in their products. Um, and so that was really yeah. appealing to me because I really wanted healthy makeup that I could use um, that wasn't damaging my body. So I started using their products very much in trepidation because of MLM. Um, but I fell in love mm-hmm. with them. And then what really sold me on Arbonne was is I was starting to help all these women and their journeys. Right. And a lot of times um, healthy living habits are very overwhelming and Arbonne has a 30 day healthy living, basically package. Um, but it just yeah. teaches you baby steps of healthy living, 
um, and baby steps of like basic mm-hmm. general supplements. My mom, my mom had been taking everything that Arbon has and from different brands or companies or whatever, her own things for years. So it was really cool to see a company yeah. that had put together something that, um, was truly was like basic quality, good supplements. Um, but it was like here, it all is in one little package for you. Um, and I really love that cause it made, yeah. just made it really easy and it broke it down, um, for the girls that were overwhelmed yeah. with where to start and how to start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to note for like anyone listening, um, I have a really difficult relationship mm-hmm. with MLMs and I am not one to trust them most yeah. of the time. Um, especially when I see people entering a company and then coming out claiming themselves as coaches and different things like that. And it can be a very toxic culture. So I love from Lauren's perspective of like, you were already in this world and you had a lot of knowledge already and you were already pursuing this, like your own journey and being becoming a fitness coach and stuff. Um, And so I always like to see when people are already in that world and then find something like that, that they believe in and love. Um, And I'm much more likely to trust Mm -hmm. that than when the company itself is producing quote unquote coaches just out of no education effort to sell the products if that makes sense so for anyone listening who's already been interested here's a person who actually uses it and loves it who knows that she's talking about it to back it up so just want to note that um so my final question to those who are scared ashamed have Mm -hmm. trauma or mental instability when it just comes to the approaching the subject of health, what advice do you have for them? Truthfully, honestly, my best advice that I have um, is to sit with Jesus and maybe find a good Christian counselor if you like counseling, if you're open to counseling. Because if you have trauma around something um, and it's deep, I don't want to shove you into it and say, well, just go do it because it's healthy. Um, Because that is is not maybe might work for some people, but it's not going to be a good experience. Um, you're not going to fall in love with exercise yeah. or you're not going to fall in love with the gym or fall in love with taking care of yourself or health. Um, or, and to our mind is so powerful in these journeys. I will count calories and then I will not, I will wear my Apple watch. I, you know, every single moment of the day. And then I'll go a week without wearing it because we have to keep a close eye on our mind and how we're seeing health um, and experiencing these things are there. They're gifts from Jesus to better our lives and help us live richer. And if they Mm -hmm. start to become chains um, and they start to damage and hamper, um, it's time to just step away and work through that and then come back to it. So yeah, if you have a lot of trauma around this, um, again, it's so a lot of people have a lot of trauma around food. A lot of people have a lot of trauma around the gym. Um, but going back, correcting mindset yeah. first, and then stepping into it is by far, in my mind, the best approach. I love that. Yeah. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier with like mm-hmm. the mental, spiritual, physical, yes. it all is interwoven. God created that system very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't yes. ignore one of them. Yeah. You can't go so hard physically and try to block mm-hmm. out the spiritual or mental because it will come back to blame yeah. you. And don't feel <laughs> yes, hundred percent. And don't feel like you're <laughs> not working on your health if you're not going to the gym or if you're not counting calories because you're going to counseling. Like or that stuff. Like yeah. you are. You're taking that's your baby step right now. And that's sometimes not just a baby step. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a massive step. Um so yeah, I just want to be encouraging to those people that, that needed to hear that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, where can people find you on social media? And do you have any upcoming like projects or plans that you want to yes. share? Yes. Oh, so exciting. Um, so my Instagram handle is Lauren Rochelle Fitness. Um, L-U-R-E-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E Fitness. Um, and I once I passed my personal training certification because I fully with Rye, believe in certifications. They're important things. Um, then I yes. will start launching um, one-on-one coaching and group coaching, um, both virtually and awesome. um, in person, if you're in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Yay. 
Yay. I'm so excited for you. And I will keep everyone updated on when all of that happens and all of that information will be in the show yes. notes as well. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you so much Rye, for having me. I really appreciated it. And it was really wonderful just to have a little heart to heart with you. So yes, yes thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening in this week. Check out the show notes for more information on how to connect over on Instagram or over email. And if you want, share your story and maybe even be my next interview. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren Rochelle Fitness and be sure to stay tuned for her upcoming coaching. You'll also find that in the show notes. You can check out my virtual assistant business on Instagram at Further and Free. I'm helping women further their businesses and creative endeavors by taking tasks off their plate and freeing up their time to work on their God-given gifts. If you or someone you know is looking for support, reach out to me. I'd love to be of service. If you feel called to, please share with a woman who you know needs to be strengthened and encouraged. It would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know how you like the show. Thanks again and be sure to subscribe and we'll meet back here next Wednesday for a new episode. As always, I'm so glad you're here. You are wanted, needed, and loved. I see you, I hear you, and you, my love, by the grace of God, you are enough.